Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Midlands Rugby Podcast. Phil, how you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good to see your cast list today. Have the cast yeah, list. I've got it back. Flexibility is minimal. Pain is high. It's great to be back. And you've not punched any nurses or doctors this week? Not this week, no. A win for the NHS, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> our special guest this week, Adam. Adam, how are you getting on? Not too bad, not too bad at all. Sam, so uh, as people may notice, Adam sounds slightly the other side of the Midlands to we do. Uh, Adam, Adam is a hooker at Visions, had a fair few different uh, different clubs playing at and coaching at. Um, so Adam, do you want to walk us through your career a little bit or your time at rugby if you don't want to call it a career? Yeah, it's never a career when you're not good enough. <laughs> uh, so yeah, played, went to secondary school. Oh, I, I started, I tried playing football as a kid and I was just never any good at that, so went to secondary school. Started, I was a big lad anyway, so they were like, right, you're going into the forward, straight into that sort of setup. Then went to Warsaw as a junior, played all through the age groups at Warsaw, um, and then moved to Aston Edwardians, which are counties three, I think, at the moment, below us. Um, played there purely because I literally lived in the house next door to the rugby club. <laughs> so, but I just didn't have a mini and it at the time. So I went there, um, played a bit there and then did a stint out in Canada for a while. Moved out to a town called Hamilton, which is just an hour south of Toronto. Right, OK. Yeah, did a year out there, just really enjoyed myself and came back um, and then just floated around some of the clubs in the local area and finally found myself at Visions this year. Nice now. We, we, we're going to come on to Visions, but we've got to ask, Canada, what is rugby like in Canada? It's interesting. Like, there's, there's <laughs> the League, which is, is actually really good. A lot of the internationals play down there. Um, mm. So it's kind of like their state side. They will play against another their, one of their states and stuff, and then yeah. they'll filter down the teams. But then you, you start getting down to League One, League Two, and it's very similar to our sort of standard then. Right, okay. It's level yeah, it's the gaps are ridiculous. Really? Oh, it's huge, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's a typical Canadian style rugby game? Uh failed in my, in my head, in my head, right. I, I won't because I doubt we have any Canadians listening to the pod. <laughs> but it's they're all either lumberjacks or look like bears. And that's all they do. <laughs> So uh, it's a lot of the a lot of the front rowers you've described very very well there, um, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of the boys that don't make American football. Right. So the transition and the skills are quite transferable, which is kind of easy for them. Then, yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the programs now, when I was over there, it wasn't it wasn't great. But then the programs now have really stepped up. I think since they've had a lot of exposure in World Cups and stuff, they're really. I think they didn't have anything like the old. Remember the old CRCs and stuff that the RFU had. Yeah. But they've now got them sort of people in place working for. I presume the CRU it's called. Yeah. So, that's, so I, I I did a tour of Canada and played against the Ottawa. Uh, is it Ottawa? Ottawa Indians. Whatever the state team is for Ottawa. Uh, Ontario. Ontario, sorry, Ontario, not Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the state team called? Ontario. But have they, have they not got a weird name? Because we played like 
the Rock, which is obviously Newfoundland. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, the I call, call them the Otters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I played that, and we we were in staying um, in Toronto or sort of North Toronto, and I'm sure we played down near Hamilton, Burlington, maybe. Burlington, yeah, Burlington. We played against Burlington. There's like a. It was a really nice clubhouse. It was dead. Dead picturesque. I can't remember yeah. what it was, but it was it was lovely. And it was on uh, like ESPN seven or something ridiculous. <laughs> we played that, so. um, but yeah, then they had a really good women's setup as well. So it was a lovely club. Well, I bet I bet the Canadians are benefiting from what the Yanks did because the Yanks reached over to the UK, didn't they, for a load of young players? So I imagine they're now benefiting from those that went over, moved over, and didn't make it in the US leagues. And getting drawn over the border a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think they do the same sort of system in their NFL like type thing. Whereas if they don't make it NFL, the Canadians have got a league of their own as well, which they yeah. can then just filter into there. So I presume they're doing the same in the rugby. To be honest, I haven't followed it as much as I should have done since I've left, but when I presume it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. When were you there? Oh da da da. I think I was nineteen, twenty, so talking fourteen years ago. Yeah, it might have changed a bit. I know they're, I know they're relatively in the past in Canada, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they might have caught up by now. Um, but how did you find playing in Canada, Phil? Even if it was just a tour, it was. It, were you with Knots or were you with? Myers or it was an England tour, uh, England counties oh, tour. England counties, fucking. Oh. Um, <laughs> cock off, Steve. Then so I was at, It was my last year at uni. I did my last exam in a hotel room in Newfoundland at some ridiculous time. It was like 3am in the morning. I had to sit this exam. <laughs> it was horrific. How um, pissed were you? Huh? How pissed were you? I not, not thought it was like the second day we were there. And it was, it was, it was still quite serious at that point. Fucking boring. And then, <laughs> and then it deteriorated rapidly after the first game. Um <laughs> But yeah, so we played The Rock in Newfoundland and it was like minus two while we were playing. It was absolutely Gosh. horrific. It was so bad. Um, then we went to Toronto and I think I've worked out that we played at Beavers and Banshees. Does that mean anything to you, Adam? Beavers and Banshees. It sounds like called Ottawa, Ottawa Beavers and Banshees. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I swear, my dad used to have a magazine called Beavers and Benches. <laughs> Isn't your dad a priest? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we went to Vancouver, which was by far and away my favourite place in the world, I think. It was just class. I didn't get a chance to get out there. I went over to Montreal for a, a weekend, I think. And then I did the falls for a weekend. That's pretty special. Yeah, that is cool, isn't it? Yeah, we did that while we were there. That was that was a good day. Yeah, it, it's it, you, you, Niagara is such a weird place. Yes. Um, and and naively, we nearly walked across the bridge into the US. Yeah. We didn't have a passport or anything like that. <laughs> Someone goes, by the way, if you go that way, you can't come back into the country. Yeah. And we were like, what do you mean can't come back into the country? He goes, well, that's that's Buffalo. That's like the USA over there. And we were like, oh. Okay. <laughs> didn't go through the turnstile and turn back but otherwise yeah I remember I wonder how many how many people have done that just gone through and just gone oh, it must be like a regular occurrence yeah. for them have to 
got to be absolutely got to have be. to say it. I didn't reckon. I didn't realize that it was the US on the other side of Niagara Falls. I never, never got that far into my geography that that was the case. <laughs> you just thought the big sign just said "us welcome." <laughs> <laughs> <Was that? laughs> so bringing it, bringing it a bit closer to home. So. Um, you said you, you when you come back from Canada, you, you moved around a few clubs with some player coach roles. Um, we briefly spoke about it before we pressed record, but what what got you into coaching? Uh, I just I kind of had enough of playing. It was it was kind of taking its toll on the body and stuff like that. Um, and I just I took I took a few sessions. Just for, it started off. It was a one of the Colts. A Colts game, what both coaches wasn't available or something, and one of them went, Yeah, do you mind just giving the lads a chuck um, on one of their games, just help them out and stuff? And I was like, Yeah, got no, I've got nothing else to do, and then kind of really enjoyed it from there. I was like, Yeah, this is all right, this I can do this, still be involved in rugby and not, not feel as ruined on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how you got into it as well, Phil? I know you're not necessarily bored, but um. Yeah, I've got enough on. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I've been doing it uh, since I was 19. Um, started doing it when I was at Knott's, doing the community stuff in schools. And then when I left uni, I started doing the first team at Pavs straight away. So I was I did two years in a row there, I think, at the first team. And then I've been involved with the Colts or the first team at Pavs ever since. Was that, um, was that by accident, though? Or had you gone over intended, come back intending to coach? Uh, I guess, I guess I was kind of asked by Pat and Miles at the time to come and coach the forwards at Pavs, um, and it was great because I'd literally like come out of a Nottingham training session and then just do exactly what I did at Nottingham with the first team of babies that night. It was, it was, it was dead easy. Yeah, you didn't plan anything. It must uh, have no. been, I mean, go on, Phil, go on. Yeah, it's, it's just something that I've always done, really, I guess. You know, I've been doing it for 15 years, so it's just part of how I've kind of come up through and, and I'm not a coach. I'm a highest of coaches at that one and, you know, the lowest of coaches down at sort of, year two at a primary school so it's 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 quite a vast sort of array of of coaching and takes different skills to do different levels but no i've enjoyed most of it i heard you weren't invited to the school to do the coaching anyway that's that's <laughs> a story for a life pod maybe life pod how long adam on the on the sideline was it before you went actually i do want to play again uh so it was probably month month and a half yeah, I'm not as bored as I thought. Now this is boring now. So I'm like, well, I want to get back into it again now. Did you have the same thing I imagine Phil has when he's injured, and I do as a completely unqualified spectator? Is think I can do it better than what's going on on the pitch? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I'm a genius and know it all until I get out there. Yeah, I was gonna say when you're sat in an armchair, we're all quality. It's, <laughs> yes. it's absolutely men. So. You're no longer coaching, are you? Is that right? No, no, just playing now. So how's the season been? So you encounter, so just for those listening who who aren't aware, you encounter these two Midlands West North. Um, there's teams like Burntwood and uh, Lactonians threes, Bridge North twos, Newport Salop twos, 
have on Market Drayton. So there's there's some recognizable at least place names, uh, yeah. but also some very recognized uh, recognizable rugby names in there. Um, you finished third. Yeah. Not, uh, a very not a bad season considering Burnt would finish top at like 89 points and you finished there in 78. Um, how was it? How did you find the season? Did you have a, a good team out? Yeah, it was a, we had a very we had a strong squad to be fair. Um, we uh, we beat we played really well. Um, a lot of the games, um, what there was a few games that really killed us. So when Bridge North twos, Newport twos, and Lucktonians threes entered the leagues, hmm. they obviously recruited really well at the start of the year um, and we ended up playing Bridge North 2's away at the start of the year and I think we lost by 10 points or something they had some they had some big name players playing for them that were obviously trying to make first team at that level or whatever Bridge North 1's are at now um, five, yeah. yeah and then obviously they lost some players during the season because they just obviously wasn't making the first team squad and stuff. So then, so there's potential there then that you came across Big Dog. Adam, Adam Sterling plays plays prop for Bridge North ones and twos. Starting number one, Did he? Big Dog. Yeah, the so Big Dog used to play for us. We used to. I, I never knew his name was Adam until he left the club. Great yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was at one. For Bridge North, you were at two for for Vizia. So that and that could have been quite fun. I imagine Big Dog's quite weird in the scrum, so he may have licked you or something. He's a bit odd. I can't remember what he looks like. Do you wear a scrum cap with gloves? He might does he wear scrum? Yeah, I think he does wear a scrum cap. I don't think he wears gloves. Well he did not wear gloves. Like, I would not put it past dog to wear gloves to be Yeah, fair. I wouldn't either actually to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was an interesting character at prop that game. I'm sure there was. Oh, it, yeah, that'd be him. A, just smiled his way in through the entire game, just constantly smiling. <laughs> always five minutes behind play, but he's always smiling. <laughs> like yeah, no, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. Um, One of our best games actually was against Newport Twos at their place. It's a hell of a game. I think we were down by. 20 odd points at half time, and we just managed to turn it round really kicked on. And we ended up coming away with there from coming away from there with five points. Oh, like, that's a great, yeah, that's a great place to go in Newport. Yeah, we played there. We were when we were in the Midlands, uh, wherever it is now, Midlands one. Yeah, we uh, we played there a couple of years in a row. We got absolutely hammered to be fair, both times, but uh. It's not a bad ground. They've got a good setup now. Obviously, put yeah, some money they, into it. Well, they've just played the uh, is it the North Midlands Tri Counties Championship there mm. uh, last Wednesday? Oh, right. they just had the final there. Oh right. Yeah, it's one of the worst conditions I've ever played in. I can say I reckon it's a place that as long as the weather's all right, it's good to play at. As soon as it's windy. Oh, it's it it's was be bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's kind of halfway up a hill. <laughs> Very open on one side. <laughs> it, it, I can't imagine it'd be a very enjoyable experience when it's raining. That was it. It was just coming down sideways, and it. Yeah, I think if it, if the game would have started with the conditions that it ended, it wouldn't have been played. Oh, really? That bad? It, it wow. was that, but there were puddles everywhere. It was. Oh, lads just got in the shower. We come straight in. No one got changed. We just jumped into the shower. Yeah. 
That's the son of a good a good game that is. <laughs> looking at looking at some of your results, you scored some some points as a as a squad this year, haven't you? So, yeah. so February the eleventh and February the eighteenth, scoring eighty one and eighty three. That's some hell of a some hell of a score in there. When we click, we're frighteningly good. Like we can really play. Um, it's just doing it all the time. I think we've. We haven't been consistent enough over the whole season, but when we when we do play, geez, we're, we're frightening at times. You see, you see defenders just standing there going, "We're in trouble here." Like we don't know what we're doing. With so, I presume you boys, your video and stuff, we've got one of them videos. Well, we, we do. We do have one. It just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we, we, it's something that we we definitely need next year. I mean, you. You've done well as well. I mean, you've drawn with Burntwood. Yeah, yeah. That was that was horrendous. We had three injuries within the first 19 minutes. We'd used all our subs in yeah. the first 20 minutes. It's a common a common theme for us this year, that was. Lose all your yeah. subs before half time. We, we never took any subs. <laughs> yeah, there was that. We, we spent a lot of this year playing with 17 as well, which just makes life a little bit harder on the <laughs> get-go. Especially when one of them was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk about this season and, and how the season's gone. Um, one thing that we were, we spoke, well, we we commented on before recording started was uh, over messages was the Papa John's Cup. Now we've 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 expressed our views on here before, but you seem to be in favour of the Papa John's. Uh, are you in favour of Papa John's? The Definitely, that, that helps a lot, doesn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, got, they got me at that first bit, to be fair. Whatever comes after <laughs> the run, I'm pretty good with it. It doesn't matter after that. Papa John's <laughs> hospital bed, I'll take one. It's 100%. <laughs> so have you played in the Papa John's Cup this year? No, we had a buy the first round. And it's, we've, our side of the cup, I mean, what have we got down to now? We're already in the quarterfinals and we haven't played a game yet. So for those who, who don't know, uh, there'll be some names that we recognise on this east part of the Midlands as well. It's Melton Mowbray, Knott's Casuals, Ripon, Southam, Spalding, themselves, Wath upon Dern, sounds lovely, and yeah. Yarm. So it doesn't look like there's many of them that's played, to be fair. I think there's only three games that look like they played, so there was a few buys and a few cry-offs that went into that next round. So who who is it you're facing in the next round? We got Mountain Mowbray at our place. No. Oh. Team we know well. I'm hoping they bring the pork pies with them. Well, to be fair, my partner for my birthday, Chloe, she bought me a pork pie making lesson somewhere in Mountain Mowbray. So I'm buzzing for that. So I hope for yourself you get pork pie. How's <laughs> how's uh how does it feel being in that cut run period again? it's good to be back in sort of that sort of um that level of cup, because obviously you've got your localised cups. So I don't know about you guys, but we've had to pick either the National Cup or the local cup. We couldn't, we weren't allowed to do both down here. So do we've not played, get me started on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've picked that one. Um, I suppose the way we're looking at it, it's, it's two games away from playing in, because I think our final's at DMP. Ooh. Yeah, so but it's it's two games away playing in a, a really nice stadium. 
Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's the way we're looking at it. And I think I think the, it might be a big day for the club. Maybe put a load of, if we get there and stuff, put the juniors, get the juniors up there, the minis, all that sort of stuff, some buses up there and we'll see if we can have a good day. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've got, we've got two games, we've got to win first, but it's only yeah. two games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we went straight in at court of final level uh, in Regional 1 bowl. We lost a close game on Saturday, and our, our final was at six ways, so that was kind of the draw on, on being involved. I think you know, a lot of teams pulled out of our tier of competition. Yeah. Um, there was only eight that entered in the end out of a possible, what was it, 16 or so. So um, it wasn't well done. I think the thing that put me off from doing the cup was that it's a national, for us, it was a full national cup. So in our thing, we had three teams from South London, two yeah. from like Bristol Way. Luckily, Banbury came to us, and the other one in it was our local rivals, West Richford. So it was it was a lot of travelling, and we've been slightly shafted this year by being in that North East division as well. So um, we've done a lot of travelling this year, so more travelling wasn't particularly... Um, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't thought after, was it? Something we were looking forward to, but I guess if you guys have played in a relatively regional league like you guys have the chance to go and play someone different for a while and, and experience some different would probably actually be quite, quite an entertaining thought. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think our furthest trip was Oswestry. That's not far from the Welsh border, but it's still um, an hour and a bit, I suppose, on, on a Saturday afternoon. So it's still not, still not that far. But then I think I was saying to Tom before, like if Red Car was in our group, so for us, that's a good three and a half hours in a yeah. car journey. So you're talking four and a half, maybe five, if things go wrong on a bus. So that would have been interesting for us. Yeah, I think that was kind of some of the concerns that we had was, you know, one of the teams we had was essentially in Gillingham. So not far from where Tom Hale's from. Hey, uh, hey up the Jules. Uh, for us, that would have been like a four-hour bus journey or some horrific car journeys. My yeah. my mum said she had bacon cobs ready. <laughs> we were I was buzzing for it. I was buzzing for it. But it is there is a lot of trouble. And I guess it it might have been a bit different for us if we hadn't started playing teams that we'd not played before. There is an attraction to going to playing at clubs you've never played at before. Yeah. Um yeah. but because we've got shafted in the leagues then we've we probably got bored of having to travel all this way. Next year it might be different if we're playing the sort of regional two level cup, then maybe it'd be slightly much. So I think the thing that's really peed me off is is you know our, we we are playing in our regional cup now, Adam, and it's and it starts on the 29th of April. Oh lovely. Yeah, so the final's on the 28th of May, and then we get a whole month off before preseason starts. So that's <laughs> that's just perfect. <laughs> So yeah, thanks thanks to the RFU for organising that. That's been that's been real helpful for us. And <laughs> um, moving away from cups and onto preseason. So obviously we're at the time of the year that most clubs, if you're not based within the NLD, uh, are starting to think about putting their boots down and starting to plan for next year. Um, one thing that we were quite keen to talk about was uh, recruitment and retention. Um, you've obviously coached uh, as of as have you, Phil, and you, you still are. Um, 
in your eyes, Adam, how how important is recruitment compared to retention? Are they both equally important? And um, for the clubs out there or people that are involved in clubs out there who are struggling for numbers, what advice could you give them from from what you've done? Uh, I think I think they're probably they're as equally as important as each other. I think to keep hold of the players you've got is just as important as bringing some new people in and stuff like that. So to put a perspective on where we are, um, I did one of them, you know, the find a game or find a team on the RFU side. Yeah. So within a 10 mile radius of my, my postcode, there's 24 teams. Jesus. <laughs> so it's like, it's like um, and that's not including. So when you go through the list, there's like, the university sides on there, all that sort of stuff. That's, that was broken down to teams that are just in the league. Wow. There's all the teams that are just um, affiliated and stuff like that. So it, it just gets horrendous. Yeah. Um, so everybody's fighting over the same pool and it's it's really tough. Um, and I think you can see from the clubs round by us who's having the success and who's not really. There's, there's some teams that are just purely a one-side club now. And then there's other teams that, get a third team out two, three times a month and stuff. And that's that's a huge success story around by us. If you can get three sides out, you're doing really well. Really, really well. Because some teams I've seen it I've seen it local sides where they don't get a twos team out. And what's happening, what's been really good actually is the teams that have got like um seven, eight, nine players and stuff will link up with two other clubs and then they will just go and play a side that's got a team out that week. Yeah. We've done similar. Yeah, we, we've done similar age group level. We've got sort of South Knots Barbarians or, you know, West Knots Barbarians or, or whatever we've had just to... I've just done the same search out of interest there but in our area. So from my postcode, I am further out of the city than most, but within 10 miles, there's 12 teams. So, uh, and Pavies are the fourth furthest away for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your top? Bingham, then Mellish, then Southall. Yeah, fair, you pick well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are Didier Dogby. Um, so it, when when there's that much, for, for a sport that a lot of people will see as as going through a bit of a, a change with, with players and stuff. So having 24 clubs or however much, 20 odd clubs in the area, um, does it ever get to a point where you look at these one team clubs and go, is it not best if you just merge clubs permanently or that takes a bit of pride away from it as well, doesn't it? And the tribalism and. Yeah, it, it's, that's a tough one. I mean, I would never want to be in the situation where I'd like to make that call because. Yeah. Every I think every rugby club's got a lot of history. So then to then suddenly go, right, we're done as a club, let's merge with someone else. There'll be so many like discussions going through of what name, who does what, this, that, and the other accounts, where's money going, all that. It I think it'd just be horrendous. And it's but for the good of the game, I think I listened to one of the um podcasts, I think it was this the good, the bad, the rugby, and the, the chief exec on the RFU. Yeah, and I think one of his statements said that there's actually too many clubs for the amount of players we've got now. Yeah, and it's like, geez, when you hear statements like that, like, I think our sport's in trouble. Oh, 100%. Yeah, oh, our sport is, is definitely in trouble. And I think, you know, if they I had my dad's on the board at Baby's, and I had an email through today about this tackle height law 
looks like it's definitely going ahead. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I think that's gonna take a lot of players out of the game. Uh I think next season will be very interesting how that's refed. I've had a few discussions with referees this year, some of which have said they're just gonna rock up to a game and tell the lads just to play rugby as they can. And they'll ref that situation as they deem fit. I've got other refs that are saying, you know, we'll be really strict and you know, anything above that will be this. I, I I think it will ruin the game. Genuinely do believe it will ruin the game, which is a shame, but I can see why they do it, but I just don't think it's necessary. I really don't think it's necessary. I, I also don't think it's the right time being in a place where we're banging on about, not just us, I mean, we royally as rugby that we're banging on about, oh, we've lost this many players since the start of COVID. So then there's half of it feels like the narrative is do everything you can to get people at the club. We'll fund you events to get people at the club. However, we're going to make it harder for people to come and join because of X, Y, and Z. It just seems there's two conflicting conflicting narratives. I mean, have in in your changing rooms, Adam, how's how's it all gone down with this new tackle height and and so on. Um, I mean, probably. Oh, it's not been it's not been too bad. I mean, it's quite a young squad anyway. We've got so it's kind of like well, all right. They've seen changes a lot happening recently, so then it's like well, it's just another change and stuff. Where I'm one of the oldest in there, and it's kind of like, like I'm five seven anyway, and I struggle to tackle because I don't like it anyway. So. <laughs> uh, I've got short arms, so I can't wrap them either. But like. It's like, <laughs> like this is just it's just gonna kill my sort of my sort of game if you know what I mean. So I mean, yeah. I think I'm going on a referees course just to see what they're being told on the 18th of April to yeah. see what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna it's not to get a qualification as much, but it's to see what they're being told and how to referee. So then, at least we know what they're being told. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually, because we it, it's very easy to take exactly what we read off social media and stuff and go, this is what it is, without actually hearing. But we, but we then we never find out, sorry, unless we ask the question of how is that actually going to be refed and how is it, what's the yeah. practicalities behind it? Because actually, you read different articles and you, you I, I've seen one person get after on, on social media, someone I know said he, he agreed with, or he said the tackle hack thing wasn't as bad as people were making out to be, and people instantly got on him because that's what social media is. Because mostly it's fucking mongs anyway. But uh, <laughs> it was it was all about how it's it's sternum and then how different angles and danger zones, and all this and all that. And I was like, so actually, this is a bloke that's put the effort in, regardless of whether I agree with him or not. He's asked, a, he's effectively asked a question by going into the 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 law changes and stuff and other look. So I think it's probably something that should should you shouldn't have to sign up on a course to see it. But hopefully if enough people do it, then the RFU will turn around and go, actually, people want to know how to do it properly and and release some information. Unless you've had to pay to go on the refereeing course and then they might tell you it's a compulsory £250 course to play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> it was a freebie for me. Oh well there we go then. Perfect. Maybe we'll get you back on the 19th of April. You can talk us through with that <laughs> nice PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of where to tackle. <laughs> um, Phil, have you got anything else for Adam before we let him go? 
Not particularly. Um, I wasn't going to do, you know, asking questions between the age, ages of 11 and 14 this week. thought that would be a bit <laughs> harsh to either one, demeanour him, or two, make it obvious that he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> I don't know what a Pentagon was, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I I thank you for coming on, and that's me, this is kind of exactly what we want from the podcast. We want to we want to talk to other clubs and get an idea of rugby in the Midlands, and kind of help people come together via this podcast. So, thank you for for making the effort to reach out and, and get in touch with us. Um, as always, for anyone listening, please do so, and we will surely get in touch via Instagram and uh, and get you on. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and it, it is nice not to have to message people and go, do you fancy it? It's nice for people <laughs> go, oh, do you know what? I can part with these two tossers for about 45 minutes. I'll go on and have a chat and uh, help grow the game. So, no, really good. Really good, mate. Um, good luck in the cup. Hope it goes well. Um, help you help you get to play in a, in a final this season because Finishing third's always good, but it's not yeah. quite the top two, is it? So um exactly. Yeah, exactly. But good luck in that. Um and have a good time off after the cup. And Phil, I will see- have you got any wise words, Phil, before we go? Um no. <laughs> Could have two and a half years, three years we've been doing this. Not yeah. one wise word apart from don't eat yellow snow. And I still don't listen to you. Anyway, <laughs> have a good one, boys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Cheers, fellas.